us everyone welcome to the charvak podcast this is kushal mehra so we were going to do the cricket podcast actually next week on the 12th that is wednesday but then what happened was so much happened in the first two test match that we were like are nahi we have to kind of uh, speak about it immediately because johnny bairsto happened um uh what what a wonderful innings by ben stokes so many things so i reached out to adit i told him chalo let us talk now um so welcome adit <laughs> hello kushal what a crazy day uh this, this actually next week when we would have started we would have uh, conflicted with the first test match of india west indies so this gives us a good time to preview that series as well so it, it kind of works out well that we planned it this way and previewing the third ashes test well, what a wild couple of weeks my god yeah, this insane. has probably been yeah this probably been the one of the most entertaining ashes i've seen and uh kushal i'm going to sound a little like a sore thumb here but i like that there is some rivalry going on ye bahut bhaichara ho raha tha international tournament mein where all of them are playing franchise cricket so the players are giving it back to each other that's fine some rivalries deserve this kind of uh, aggression on the field Absolutely. Uh, I see. This is why when Ollie Robinson said, uh, "Oh, why did you swear at uh, Usman Khwaja when you got him out after he scored that big hundred in the first test?" He's like, "This is the Ashes. If you can't handle it, you get out of the room." And I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea of playing cricket like this. I don't know. And Australia has changed, right? In the last two years, under Pat Cummins, Australia is like after Sandpaper Gate. Basically, it started with Sandpaper Gate, and then they had uh, that uh, wicketkeeper. Yeah, Tim. What's his name? Uska. Tim Payne. Tim Payne. Tim Payne. Tim Payne. Ha uh, so uh, with Tim Payne they had decided we're going to correct our image we are going to be the good boys of world cricket and then then after that now under uh, you know Pat Cummins they are continuing their good boy image is very weird to see an Australian team trying to be good boys it's just weird and everybody else giving it to them uh, left right and center it all works well for the Aussies till they keep winning and, mm. and uh, they lost in india and they lost to india in australia outside of that nobody else has been able to beat them for a particularly so right now they can say well look you don't need to be aggressive i don't know about that but we'll see uh, to the people who are criticizing the idea of you know everybody going and uh, saying this to australia that to australia ye ho raha hai wo ho raha hai and why are the australians doing it so what do you what do you make of this entire business of aggression being bad for the sport in general it's a pathetic argument that aggression is bad for the sport in general uh i aggression un where it crosses a line where it becomes racist where it becomes personal where it becomes bad that is obviously bad for the sport that is a horrible line but when it comes to uh, when it comes to giving it on the field and giving you 120% if aggression was bad for the sport then virat kohli wouldn't be our one of our best batsmen ever because he i enjoy the aggression i mean the fact is that that game we talk about where india bowled out i think was it lords i, I forget the stadium uh, or trent bridge but basically in england we bowled out in, i think it was lords right we bowled out england in 60 overs and uh, virat kohli comes and says give him hell boys is like what are they going to say apologize for aggressing no virat, what virat kohli was trying to tell bumrah and shami and siraj was you know be fair play within the spirit of the game but give it give it back and that includes you know getting under the skin the i don't i don't agree with the australian strategy was um in the early 2000s in late 2000s where they got extremely personal with every other team but the minute the team gave it back 
the Australians would start whining and whinging and, you know, all sorts of things with that. Um, you had multiple situations with, uh, you know, McGrath getting into trouble with Ram Narish Sarwan and Shivnarayan Chandapur in that Antigua test, you know, the whole Harbhajan Singh, Andrew Simon situation. I mean, there are so mm-hmm. many situations like that. But if, if they're, you know, um, I think Tony Gregg at that time said Arjuna Ranatunga had this strategy that switched the mics up. Uh, you know, if you turn up the stump mics, you know, people are not going to say personal stuff because they know the mics are hot wired. But, you know, there is going to be a little bit of aggression and some of it is fair game. I think what Rishabh Pant does behind the stumps is wonderful. I think yeah, that is Rishabh Pant is so the, good. You, ha- you have given the best example possible of funny sludging. Matlab, Rishabh Pant is like radio anchor. Usko to sunne ko maja aata hai. Yeah, I mean, I, I read somewhere there was someone sledging an all-rounder that what kind of an all-rounder you are, you, your bowling average is greater than your batting average. I mean, that's hilarious. Like, that's, you know, that's excellent. So, I mean, those those sledges are fun. So, I mean, if those happen, and I mean, let's face it, Kushal, when we were in school, when we were playing cricket, this banter was school cricket. Mein bhi hota tha, right? And... I haven't we I haven't, did it, uh, yaar. Hum log karte the, ek ki lena exactly. to, this is very this is the essence of sport, ek ki lena. Right. And and this is not this is not, I mean, I um I haven't read interviews of say Mithali Raj or someone, Alyssa Healy or something, but if you ask them if they the girls also do it. The girls also do it when they play sport. It is exactly. very natural. That's what I'm your a, your adrenaline yeah. is high, your testosterone levels are at their peak. You're going to say these yeah, so things that that's the best part. That's the best part. The, the only thing is be respectful. Don't get personal. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. But um, so, so it's good that we're seeing this in the ashes and it's, uh, and let's face it, the level of cricket played in the last two test matches are is absolutely high quality and they were very close. Any side could have won it, it you know, um, the other way. Uh, but I'll tell you a funny thing about Pat Cummins. So Pat Cummins, uh, you know, I mean, he's a great captain, great bowler. But they did say that Justin Langer, Justin Langer was the coach, right? So Justin Langer is to Australia was what Gautam Gambhir is to Lucknow Super Giants, right? That aggressive, aggressive thing. And I think the reason why Cummins and the players didn't get along was sometimes the coach was more aggressive than the players. Like we joked about in the IPL podcast that in LSG, Gautam Gambino was the most aggressive player on the sidelines. Right? That's not to say that the others were not, but it was not the Aussie way, right? The, the, the Alan Border way. And these Aussie way, when did it start? It started with Alan Border. He was called Captain Grumpy because he was like, uh, Australians are not winning anything. We got to, you know, buck it up and give it back to... Um, them and they did so i think uh, that that's 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 pretty much you know what it is but i think it's it's disingenuous to think that you know when players are giving their 110% for the country sparks are not going to fly they will fly and when there is so much uh, at stake you know it will happen but um, but of course then the spirit of cricket debate and we'll go there We'll talk about that at the end of the second, second test. Second so, Let's first talk about yeah. the first test match now, Adit. So first test match, obviously, um, I have to start asking your views on the first question itself. I was so angry. I was like, why did he declare? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know why did he declare. Uh, 
maybe he wanted to try this, this is the stupidest thing i've heard so i love the fact that jeff boycott summed it up the best uh, jeffrey boycott was on a podcast with michael warren and phil tuffner and he was he was asked that uh, about uh, you know what do you think about basketball he's like i love the fact that it's so entertaining but the only purpose is not entertainment and unpredictability. It's like, stupid at times. It's stupid. Over that. No, no, no. He said that if you love entertainment so much, go, go join a circus. Don't think that's what he said. And, and I sort of agree. So uh, Joe Root was playing out of his out of his life. I mean, he was playing so good that um, you remember that century that Virat Kohli hit at Edgebaston, the two centuries and one of the centuries where yes. he essentially just played with the tail and went up to 140 or something. I thought yeah. Joe Root was in that mode that he could get. And Ollie Robinson, by the way, who's no muck with the bat, was 15 of 31. So Ollie Robinson was playing very well too. Yes. So I thought they would at least get like 420 or 430. I understand that they didn't want to make Jimmy Anderson bat, you know, with his age and so forth. And basically, um, he wanted to take precautions. He said, I don't want to see Jimmy Anderson bat. That's fine. Declare it 430 for nine or 435 for nine or tell Joe Root to farm the strike. But the fact is, you cannot let you you had australia on the mat at that point you, absolutely you cannot just leave the pressure. and their confidence was shattered confidence was, was shattered. shattered 393 for 8 on the so here is the thing everyone like so many people you and i know we, we have talked to us have tagged us since the first test asking our opinions on baseball and what do we think right my thing is baseball works if it's done in a proper way where strategic thinking is not abandoned for just aggressive stroke play. Basketball is not just about aggressive stroke play. You also have to think strategically. And that day, you you had a chance, basically. There were only four or five overs remaining in the day. Seven, eight at most. Because, you know, you count two overs for the change of innings. If England gets about 30, 40 runs... And the next day, in the morning conditions, when the ball is still swinging a little bit, right, you still have that thing. I am just saying the five overs in the night aren't that important as 40-45 runs in a test match. Are. So, so the counter the to that was, so let's, let me give you the counter argument that I heard some people give on television, on social mm-hmm. media to that was that because they declared that match could have a result because it saved time. As there was rain ahead in the match. But the problem with that is you can't plan a test match based on weather conditions. Yes. And that's silly to think of it that way. Because then, uh, you know, you never know what might happen in the last day. You never know how England would have approached the third innings. And if you had gotten that extra 40-50 runs, could you have gotten more put more pressure on the Aussies and they would have batted differently? You, You never know. You can only be, you know, you can only comment on the cards you're dealt with. And the fact is... Let's assume you have to look at the first innings like how the uh, irrespective of what might happen. If the weather forecast says three rain for three days, so be it. You put your side in a position where they cannot lose or where they have the best chance of winning. And I don't think 393 for eight was the best chance of winning, at, given the position they were in. Now, granted, if they were 40 for five, I would have, you know, if I was an England fan, I would have taken 393. But you have to play it by the situation. And the fact is that they could have gotten to 450. So, yes, it was an interesting call. It was an aggressive call, yes. But the fact is the wicket wasn't doing much. The wicket was spinning. And let's 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 be real here. The the real person, there were two people that were missing in the England bowling lineup. One is a gentleman called Mark Wood, because you know, for space and stuff. The other is a frontline spinner. 
Yes, Mohin Ali got wickets, but Mohin Ali also bowls a lot of four balls. And unless the wicket is turning absolutely square, Mohin Ali is like a Ravindra Jadeja type bowler, right? Like he's a great bowler, um, spins the ball, but Ravindra Jadeja will not be at the frontline spinner. A fact that we've uh, repeated on this podcast ad nauseum that, you know, in the whole Ashwin Jadeja debate. So I don't want to go back there. So Jack Leach is who they were missing. But what uh, Kushal said the last podcast, I don't know why they didn't bring Rehan Ahmed because Rehan Ahmed is uh, on the balcony waiting. And uh, rather than just, you know, if basketball is all about aggressive and out of the box thinking, bring that young spinner who took wickets in Pakistan. No? Why are you going with the safe option of Moin Ali? And, and, and we had this discussion where Kushal rightly pointed out. I was I was thinking maybe Moin Ali is out of the box. But Kushal was saying, no, it's a safe choice. And I agree. You know, in the hindsight, it is a safe choice. I think you raised a very important point, which nobody wants to talk about. One of the biggest reasons England is too down and people don't want to accept that uh, is that it's not the English batting that has failed them. To be very honest, I think England has batted all right. They've managed to score runs at par or almost par almost all the time. The story of the two test matches for me, the first test match also, just look at the entire test match. England was on top most of the match until Pat Cummins pulled the rabbit out of the hat and, and got them home. But the point is, what did England miss the most, even in the crunch situations, every time? They just don't have a quick bowler. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in case you're wondering, that's that's just a nice England pitcher, ground pitcher I found. I'd forgotten to apply that virtual screen. So to get in the spirit and the mood of the game that I found. So I was like, I might as well apply. Anderson has not bowled well in two test matches now. No, he was dropped. He's been He's rested dropped. for the so, third. Third dropped. test match. He's rested, not dropped. Rested. See, England may be like senior players, they don't drop. They only rest them. So, so I, he has been rested, but the fact is he was looking ineffective and he said something about if the ball is not doing anything, if it's not swinging, uh, uh, I can't be as effective or something. He, he made a statement to that effect. I, I don't know. Do you... Does that does that put into perspective all the wickets he's taken in English swinging conditions? I don't know. I mean, it does. Uh, imagine Ravichandran Ashwin saying, if you don't give me spinning wickets, how the hell do you expect me to take wickets? Unfortunately, Ravichandran Ashwin is not saying that, but certain other people in the Indian team management are saying that. <laughs> if the wicket is not spinning, we will not play Ashwin. But, a former you know, coach so that's, and that's... captain. A former coach and captain. Exactly, exactly. So that, that's that's the unfortunate uh, reality of our times. But no, the problem is with England is the sameness of the attack. Anderson, Robinson and Stuart Broad, they all bowl on the same pace. They all bowl at the same pace. And um and, and that, that just didn't that that just that just wasn't working out. So it, this 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 tells me, this tells me that there was a safety first approach in the hope that there's going to be a swinging wicket. But guess what? For basketball to work, these guys were talking about having a um what you may call it, having a uh, flatter wicket, having a place where you know they can play the shots through the line. But I want to ask another question, Kushal. We talk about the first innings. Let's talk about the second innings. Why was Chorut out stumped? Like, what kind of a shot was that? 
Like I I I I I agree again going for the aggression or something. So Jeffrey Burkett and I, he's like I I refuse to call it stumped. He's like I call it run out. <laughs> he's like I think Chohit was run out. He was so far down the wicket, right? And unfortunately, I uh, uh, you know Nathan Lyon might not be able to take a part in the series again. But how good did he bowl? Eighteen wickets, eighteen English wickets fell in the Test match. You know, eight in the first, ten in the second. Nathan Lyon picked up eight of them. How good was Lyon? Excellent. Yeah. So I mean, uh, unfortunately, we won't see him cross five hundred wickets this series. I mean, I hope for his sake that he comes back, but I I just doubt it given the given the injury and the way he was hobbling around the field. But so that is that is the unfortunate reality. Uh, the that is the unfortunate reality in, in the Ashes. But a word about the Australian batting lineup. Right. So when we talk about the Australian, um, and and by the way, uh, Kushal, before I forget, uh, a lot of people have written this to us as well. Uh, we um, uh, we we should talk a little bit about the World Cup qualifiers at the end. Yeah, we will talk about the Ashes after yes. the after the Ashes. After the Ashes, yes, uh, because Test cricket always comes first, you know. <laughs> so, th- so then let's talk about Australia. Australia was dismissed. Australia responded back quite, uh, uh, quite stunningly. Uh, they were, f- they were first. They were pinned down at sixty-seven for three, but then, um, st- but then Travis Head, in Travis Head style, launched a ferocious counter attack. And against Travis Head, they did they did they made the same mistake as in India did in the first Test match where they didn't uh, uh, deploy the bouncer too effectively, and they also didn't have a frontline spinner. So you know you the two things that Travis Head cannot play well is good spin and good short pitch bowling and the problem with the english bowling lineup is if you bowl short pitches at 130 or 125 they're going to be absolutely smacked all around the park so uh, that was so travis head cam green alex carey and pat cummins they all launch a counter attack and usman khwaja my god that man just played the innings of his life he uh, he Scored 140. He was, mind you, he was bowled off a no ball. Stuart Broad bowled him off a no ball um, when he crossed 100, and then he added 40 more. But at 372 for six, I thought Australia is going to take a lead. But then, in the strangest, the series has all been about twists and turns. England made a comeback and bowled out Australia for 386 with a seven-run lead. But then comes the bizarre. So I mean, I don't know, uh, Kushal, what do you think about? Khwaja, and what do you think about Mohin Ali bowled 33 overs and pretty much wrecked his hand, like he couldn't grip the ball properly in the fourth innings. First of all, I was not happy about the idea of uh, selecting Mohin Ali for the first test. To Jay, I said, I don't understand what they're doing. Mm. They should have played that other mm. young leg spinner, and if not, just go with four fast bowlers. If England does not have a good spinner. England should not play four fast bowlers, and they should just, uh, the player should not play a spinner and just go with the pace attack. They should have played Mark Wood in that case, but they don't. In fact, what they are missing in this entire series is that one uh, extra pace bowler that can rattle the tail and finish off the tail immediately. And um, they, that that has been their story in the first test. They would have won the first test. Now that catch that Ben Stokes dropped, yeah, that catch was very hard to get. वो catch को तो मैं catch नहीं गिनूँगा. But yeah. overall, overall the story of this series for me has been that England just does not have the required bowling resources if they don't make swinging wickets. 
they need pace they don't have look josh tung the moment he came in the second test side he was so effective because he had pace he was bowling 85 miles an hour just the difference of 6 to 7 miles an hour from a 78 79 average speed bowler to 84 to 86 average speed bowler you saw the result change josh tung was way more penetrative james anderson is just not firing right now he could they have to change the wickets to suit him stuart broad is doing fine he is picking wickets but but stuart broad is also i mean he is doing the old old fashion conventional way keeping the line and length and just bowling beautifully and you know that that will get you wickets because the duke ball the duke's ball does a lot more than other like a kookaburra or an sg or stuff the issue the issue the biggest issue that we have here is with england is in in the second innings that's what they lack that additional wicket why i mean pat cummins and nathan lyon kudos to them for playing out of their skins but they had they were 227 for 8 they needed close to 60 runs right and they got them they got them with no real fuss or something yes that catch was dropped there was a very tough chance but what were they doing england giving singles to pat cummins and trying to uh, um, uh, uh, basically uh, you know basically trying to um, Uh, get uh, uh, get you know get him out nathan lands out why not why not target go for pat cummins as well he's also a number 8 i agree that he's not a uh, you know he's not uh, uh, as a, as of a mark as maybe josh hazelwood is but at least go go have a shot at him and they couldn't because they didn't have the pace so they were, they had ori robinson james anderson and stuart broad uh, uh, doing so i think that's just uh, uh, th- that's just silly um, th- their strategy Yes, it makes no sense, and that has been the story of of the test matches for me. That they just mm-hmm. they just lack that penetration. To me, that that has been a problem uh, for me uh, uh, throughout the series, and uh, I don't know what to do about it. Uh... I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Sorry, I was just adjusting my mic right here. Um, uh, I'll tell you something. That the, the two things that the England can fix: get a frontline spinner, get a spinner that is uh, that is more aggressive than Moin Ali. You know, that rips the ball, uh, floats the ball up. If they don't to have it, nah, like Adit, yeah, it's a problem. They no, don't I have a spinner Rehan, in the entire English no, roster. I think Rehan, I think Rehan Ahmed had. He, I saw him on the squad in the second test. He was there at the balcony. I just don't understand why he wasn't playing. Because if you're going to have flat batting wickets that are going to take a lot of turn, you should have people like Rehan Ahmed playing. Um, second thing is they've rectified the other problem. Chris Wokes probably is a more effective bowler than James Anderson right now in English conditions. Chris Wokes is not the same bowler outside of England, but in England he's a phenomenal bowler. So they brought him back. He can also bat. And and they got Mark Wood. Mark Wood can also bat. So now in the English tail, Stuart Broad comes in at number ten. And to give you perspective, in the second Test match, Stuart Broad came in at number eight. So that is the difference, right? So you, if you have Chris, um, you know, and Moeen Ali comes in at seven, so have a longish sort of batting lineup, which so gives you more time to do the whole baseball thing if you really want. But then you also have the attack for the conditions, and uh, um, having a Moeen Ali is still better than having an all-pace attack. But did they get Sam Curran? No, no. Sam Curran will not be effective at all. He'll just be like James Anderson. So I think Chris Wokes is the right right call for now. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the second innings, Gushal. Uh, so I think England had a chance probably to again 
press had they not been so reckless in the second innings they could have probably set australia target of 300 or so forth in the thing which would have been 300 320 would have been a far bigger psychological target than the 282 somehow that number 3 does weird sort of things to brains of people you know so when it's a 300 plus target but 282 wasn't that big of a target given the fact that it wasn't england bowls their england bowled their hearts out for a A, a few part of the uh, 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 second innings, and they got them to one forty three for five, and then uh, then Cam Green um, scores a little bit small partnership, and they get to one ninety two for six. That is where the match was decided. Now they needed less than a hundred runs, and then uh, basically Alex Carey and Usman Khawaja were batting. Ben Stokes, the champion that he is, comes brings himself back on and gets Khawaja. and keeps joe root on by the way joe root picked up two wickets because mohin ali could not grip the ball uh, as well in the second innings and joe root get, but then joe root also gets hit for two sixes then ben stoke make, ben stokes makes a controversial call by not taking the new ball very early um in uh, or like they, i think they could have taken it like four or five overs before uh, before they actually took it and he did not give the ball to james anderson even though james anderson is wasn't looking himself i think he's still your champion bowler with the new ball should he have tried him out for at least one over to see if he can pitch the ball up and swing it and cause any uh, damage to the australian bat- batters he was not bowled even as, uh, yeah he was not bowled at all and even the commentators at that time i remember were finding it absurd that are what is happening why isn't james anderson not being given at least one over at least and they didn't try him till the end it was just stuart broad uh, ollie robinson stuart broad ollie robinson stuart broad ollie robinson and yeah and, and, and one and question i had for you one more question i had for okay. you has the australian hmm. short ball tactic really exposed baseball absolutely there are two things that baseball does not work right now well with its short ball tech tactics and quality spinning but why has australian uh, short ball exposed baseball it has because baseball baseball isn't like i said test match cricket you can't just play at 10 runs and over like they were already going at 4 5 runs and over every over so they short balls the bowler cannot bowl more than 4 or 5 overs of short pitch bowling um, uh, because you know it's humanly impossible to keep you know bending your back and keep the energy you have to conserve your energy so it was always going to be short burst the issue was the harry brooks of this world the ben duckets of they couldn't resist but keep hooking or you know or trying to ramp the shot or playing bad shot now if you get a great ball like joe root gets in the second test match by pat cummins it's just a great ball you can't do anything about it that it happens it's test match cricket they're champions but if they're bowling short balls outside off stump or on the head and you you just keep hooking rather than ducking out of the way and letting them bowl letting them bowl other deliveries then the fault lies with that so the baseball got exposed for its impatience and its refusal to adapt when a team does anything other than pitch up the ball it seems like baseball is only a technique for when a team bowls um, your conventional length a little bit of short or you know pitch it up or full the minute a team goes completely f- uh, short they just don't know that they can actually hold back and ben stokes gave a fabulous example of it ben stokes held back in the second test match in the second innings for a long time he did not play aggressive shots and my god then he launched into one of the most ferocious attacks i've ever seen on a field my god and he i mean he has this uncanny way of batting but that's his style of batting agar tune notice kiya na he always does this he stays silent in the first uh, 
few minutes or so like 30 40 minutes and then something happens the beast is unleashed and you know he just goes kind of crazy and then he just starts whacking everything and once he starts whacking everything all hell breaks loose i mean that 100 is one of the finest you'll see unfortunately he couldn't pull, uh, pull out a uh yeah rabbit out of the hat yeah <laughs> he day. couldn't but, pull out a headingly but, he couldn't couldn't do the headingly again but i still think you know australia is up 2-0 uh, it is not uh, all doom and gloom for england i it could have been england should have won the first test match they lost it due I to their england own mistake england could have won either of the test matches uh, the the second test match they did not have a good bowling attack four four fast bowlers was not the way to go on this um, on this pitch um, australia got unlucky that nathan lyon was hurt but guess what travis head was there travis head picks up wickets in the second innings so he did pick up wickets in the second innings and uh, they also had the services man zabushin australia is one of the only uh, conventional attacks this time in the world cricket where people in the top 4 or top 5 can bowl two of the best batters of australia three of the best batters labushin smith and head can all bowl it was similar to when in india was doing three of our best batters virender sehwag saurav ganguly and sachin tendulkar could all bowl that's what made india even though we did not have a phenomenal fast bowling attack beyond two fast bowlers we didn't have that good three bowlers we had enough people to make up for it and that's why we you know outperformed if right now india in in indian test bowling lineup if i hope if they pick up yashasvi jaiswal his bowling skills because jaiswal can bowl you know i hope they actually hone in and we develop more part time off spinners leg spinners or part time you know dibbly dobbly medium pacers or something because that helps that really helps and that's what helped australia when nathan lyon was um, injured but but moving to the second test kushal uh, uh, i think the uh, unless you wanted to talk something about the first test anything no second test ke, let's go let's go let's go to talk about the second test uh, the second test again uh, england puts australia i think australia, england chose to bowl first uh, and uh, england did not bowl well in the first innings they just did not bowl well and david warner just went ballistic he smashed 68 66 of 88 balls on a gloomy lords uh, i think there were conditions kevin peterson was so angry there's a clip floating around on twitter uh, do check it out if you um, can he was absolutely livid about uh, uh, what the english strategy was in this conditions and he's like we were not we were not bowling well we were we were too short i i don't understand what was going on with that so um that was the that was the situation with that um the second thing the second thing with which i think uh, hurt australia quite a bit uh, hurt england quite a bit was the emergence of steven smith steven smith again scores a brilliant century uh, uh, in the first innings and i i mean he was absolutely good so now let's you know given given the situation let's talk about josh tung right so josh tung um, he's a new he's a new sort of bowler in the team out of the top 4 josh tung gets the top 3 right so what yeah. what you were saying uh, uh, what you were saying kushal uh, uh, you know his emergence changed it up for england so let's yeah. let's uh-huh, sorry go on i i <laughs> i mean i mean to say something yeah 
yeah no no so uh, my my so I, in case people are wondering why has adit's voice suddenly changed in this podcast adit had selected the wrong microphone i want this to phone. be on the record in this podcast yes. and that's what we were trying to figure it out <laughs> i'm like why is adit's voice sucking we're chatting in the private chat adit teri voice itni ghatiya kyu aa rahi hai and he, now he just realized oh i selected the wrong microphone now you can make your point i had to let the world know yes i know i know this is this is all on me hum log soch rahe the echo adjust kar rahe the gain adjust kar rahe the but we are back now okay no my my point was 198 for 3 australia again australia is on the ropes again uh the match is in the balance if you get another wicket right shane won had this way if you get if you had 2 for 20 from the situation you're in you'll know which side is in front so 193 becomes 218 for 5 if you get one or two wickets or 218 for four it's a balanced game but then travis head does what he does he comes and smashes the damn ball around and there is no spinner um again the bouncer is not working for england the way it should have worked and they they just you know they lose the advantage and they were 316 for 3 when finally travis had got out how did he get out stumped thanks to joe root joe root he got joe root got him out with his spin bowling travis had so, can't play spin at all <laughs> Yeah, he cannot play spin well. He just just cannot if it's if it spins. And then Cam Green gets out in a free way. Remember how he was way. like not able to play Ravindra Jadeja in the second innings. He was not all. exactly exactly. So I mean, it's it's like a no brainer. But England, you know, they, they are completely harebrained in their approach to that. So anyways, from three sixteen to three, England gets out to four. Uh, Australia gets out at four sixteen. Again, England has um, England is in the game. And then <clears throat> Zach Crawley and Ben Duckett gave an excellent start. You know, ninety for none. Uh, um zack crawley but again gets out stumped uh, when they looked like they were never going to get out but then england has a collapse for the ages i cannot i cannot believe engineered primarily by mitchell stark through some great short pitch uh, uh, bowling or some great un- uncomfortable bowling for that but can you can you explain this kushal how do you go from 279 for 3 to 325 all out I mean that's just one of those things right they have this brand of cricket that they go crash boom bang all the time and sometimes yeah. it works sometimes it doesn't work and and I mean that's that's the role of the dice I I won't hold that against them because look if you have played 11 test matches and won 10 out of 11 test matches or something of that sort or 9 out of 11 then nobody's going to hold it against you they they went to New Zealand they played fantastic cricket in New Zealand they hmm. they uh they they pretty much got played everyone and destroyed everyone till now until the aussies did and it's not like the aussies have waltzed over them right the aussies also have, have had a very hard time playing against them so these hmm. things matter so i mean they did collapse but see let us talk about the two controversies now the first was the mitchell stark catch by the way hmm. that was the right decision fii hmm. I want Absolutely. to show everyone uh, one thing that Ben Gardner uh, um, uh, shared. Uh, this was hmm. so. How is the precedent set for the hmm. Mitchell Stark not out? FYI. Hmm. Hmm. So there was this uh, uh, particular dismissal of uh, uh, a New Zealand uh, of a Bangladeshi batsman. Hmm. on Kyle Jamieson ki bowling pe so there was this dismissal just check it photo how about that from Jamieson so see what happens here signal is here and it's out the soft signal was out and see what happens 
You see this? Just check, 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 check. Boom! Look at his hands. Look at his hands. Look at his hands. Yep, exactly that. This is literally the same dismissal. And see what happens. So I mean I I thought that was out too, but the problem is it is it is just way too uh, uh, ramshackled no. in favor of this. So see Yanta. what happens here. Oh. Not out. Controversy. Oh, not here. out. Kyle yes, Jefferson's that's the whole point. In the air. It is not out. So there is a clear precedent as per the laws of the game that was not out. Hmm. That is not out. So Mitchell Stark, when he put his hands like this, when he caught hmm. it and went like this, that is not out. You have to grab when it he, properly when, when you go down. So okay, I I, I I I take that right. That maybe it was not. That is without interpretation that Stark was the what Stark happened was not out and what what happened to Besto was out. So let's get this out. We'll talk about the Besto dismissal uh, again. Actually, we can talk about that because it was back to back, right? They both happened in the second innings. Um, what I don't understand is when the law is so subjective, right? Inter at the interpretation of the umpires, uh, there there are bound to have such 50-50 calls, right? But also, I just thought... now there is no such thing as the soft signal for these things, right? Abhi soft signal hata diya hai, log ne laws change kar diye na. Haan, ab soft signal hata diya hai, but you know, you there are ways to communicate. Um, but it almost seemed less controversial than the Cam Green ones in the World Test Championship, to me at least, the Middle Stark one. The Cam Green one looked a little more Cam dicey, Green but ki then do again... finger niche thi. Adit, that was Haan. also out. That yeah. was also out. I thought, but then I read the uh, law. Uh, Bharat Sundaration mm. actually did talk about it in detail and he explained mm. the law of the game. The law mm. says Gil was out. If even two fingers are grounded under the ball, mm. the law says he's the, out. The law says he's out. Okay. So so I think that, that was the thing. But regardless, I think the Aussies took it well. I mean, you know, it's okay. They were, the, the, the call went against them. They were not out jumping and crying and all sorts of going hoarse. What happened to Johnny Bairstow was the, after that was the most insane reaction ever. So do, I don't know if there's a clip that exists, uh, Kushal, for people that don't know. But I mean, I guess all everyone that logs into our podcast, they know, you know, that uh, uh, about the cricket happenings of cricket. I think it was absolutely out. It was a schoolboy error from Johnny Bairstow. He stepped out of the wicket. Uh, he, it was not pleasant. Uh, as as a captain, I don't know how I would have reacted. Maybe maybe yes, maybe no. Because in the heat of the moment, you know, you do what you do. But he was out. Like I I don't understand what is this rubbish England spirit of the game. And I don't know. Did you see a a, pre, a clip that's floating around that apparently Bairstow tried to do the same thing when England were bowling. He tried to run someone out and he was unsuccessful. So when you get out doing the same thing you were doing, you you suddenly cry foul. And then, you know, Jeff Boycott, who I was praising rightly so, was saying that oh, Australia should apologize and the English press was up and down that how can they do it and same old Aussies and always cheating and all sorts of things. I'm no great fan of Australia, but this was not cheating. This was just a smart game point, game awareness. Point, point by point rebuttal. First of all, Stuart Broad getting mad at anyone should be banned. Because look at yes. what Stuart Broad did over here. Okay. This was England uh Purana match. Hai. Look at how yeah, and turn the volume up. Turn the volume up if you can. He absolutely smashed the ball. 
Let's not talk about spirit of the game. Oh, oh, by the way, by the way, and and talking about spirit of the, it works both ways. The guy who's very enraged, uh, Michael Clark, um, five years ago when Anil Kumble was bowling, he nicked it to slip, and Anil Kumble had to appeal to Steve Buckner in that infamous Sydney Test. So Australians Absolutely. and Englishmen are like. And uh, the reason I said turn the volume up because David Lloyd was on commentary, and when he, he nicked it, David Lloyd goes, "Oh my goodness me!" Because it literally was that kind of moment. He he, <laughs> it came with the cover of the bat, and this guy is uh, standing around. So, but I will give props to Stuart Broad for one thing. He's an entertainer. He knows how to get the. Oh, I love up. Stuart Broad. So, He's so entertaining. But by, by the way, so, let us so, show the entire Johnny Bairstow run out video for the benefit of our. Uh, viewers like this is what exactly happened right this is what happened over here how is this not out can somebody explain this to me how is this not out like okay let's play this video okay it's another short ball oh now this is gonna... this is out the ball was in play that yes, is clear <clears throat> Not even that. Um, so th there are rumors being floated that oh, one of the umpires twitched and the umpires moved and things like that. I'm like, dude, whatever the hell, the umpire did not say over. Umpire started moving and stuff like that. I was like, the fact is, if England had would have won this Test match, the tone would have been totally different of the English press. they needed, you know, they see. I always say that you know our Hindi channels get blamed for no reason when they say match ka mujrim. The match ka mujrim concept exists in England also. So they were looking for match ka mujrim and they found it in Alex Carey. And then you had the members of Lords and stuff shouting at Usman Khwaja and getting into a um, thing with um, Englishmen Disgusting. as they were going down the long room and stuff. That was quite ridiculous. Um, again, you know, a little bit of banter. I don't know, but if it got personal, absolutely not acceptable. The The, the issue was what happened was no doubt not just out it was absolutely within the laws of the game and the english fans cannot just say we accept the middle stark dismissal uh the non-catch and accept this uh, and not accept this because you know this one suits us and this one doesn't and what is that rubbish about ben stokes saying i would have withdrawn the appeal if that is the case why didn't he withdraw the boundary in the world cup final that went up you know how that uncle you meet every time in India who says money isn't everything, beta. Hmm. This is that kind of stuff. These these are fluffy lines people say without meaning anything. They just say <coughs> it, but they're not going to do it. What spirit of no. the game? Ravi Chandra Ashwin summed it up perfectly. Quote on his Twitter: We must get one fact loud and clear. Quote: The keeper should would never have a dip at the stumps from that far out in a test match unless he or his team have noticed the pattern of the batter leaving his crease after leaving a ball like Besto did. We must applaud the game smarts of the individuals rather than skewing it towards unfair play or spirit of the game. Then the great Rajdeep Sardesai says... <laughs> Sorry to bang on about this, but I do love the game to my friend Ashwin Ravi. Uh, and all those who believe that Bairstow was fairly out, I have simple questions. Would you be happy if you were given out in that way? That's the real test. Do on to others what you would do to yourselves. Okay. And the best reply was by the great Ravi Chandran Ashwin. Ravi says to Rajdeep, I would be disappointed, very disappointed. In fact, gutted with myself for getting out like that. <laughs> Perfect. Nobody can beat Ravi Chandran Ashwin.
when it comes to retort i don't understand what what the hell rajdeep was trying to say what do you mean uh, getting out of the spirit of the game what nonsense is the spirit of the game is it in the law or not are they trying to say the law was designed I, by people okay, who are evil way, but and before people think that i'm oh australians are uh, paragons of virtue i see no difference in what no. alex carried did and running out the non strikers for backing up too far i think it's the same yeah. thing you run out yeah. the striker for backing up too far you run out the non striker for backing up too far simple like I, i why is it so why is it so unbelievable to uh, 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 you know know that 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 could happen uh, the fact is you are gaining gaining to and now the funniest thing was some english folks on twitter were saying oh running out the non strikers is actually uh, um, a better dismissal because there they are gaining the unfair advantage of two steps here bersto was not even trying to gain uh, uh, the unfair advantage was that's not how it works if that is the case then jo agar hit wicket koi hota hai where accidentally the uh, uh, bat touches the uh, stumps or something where you were just trying to you know play a nice shot uh, recall them them also this is this is silly the spirit of the game cannot be how uh, and, and there are um, videos floating how colin de grandhome was given out the same way uh, uh, from gully uh, johnny sangakara again, johnny, sangakara ka dismissal bhul gaya tu एक बांग्लादेशी बैट्समैन रन के लिए भाग रहे नहीं थे कुछ कर रहे थे वो बॉल बाउंड्रीलैंड के सामने न्यूजीलैंड के सामने एंड आई वांट टू नो हु द न्यूजीलैंड विकेट कीपर दैट वाज हु रन आउट कुमार ब्रेंडन मैकलम बैज 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 द वेयर इज ब्रेंड वेयर इज ब्रेंडन मैकलम राइट नाउ आई एम जस्ट क्यूरियस आई जस्ट exactly my point right so will england take on their coach so ye ye sab bakwas hai because of its ashes this is um you know being really uh, uh, hyped up and so forth but the fact is this was well within the law and this the ridiculous talk about this decision takes away from one of the greatest test match things i've ever seen played in a losing cause this is in my opinion number 2 number 1 is sachin tendulkar at chepok against pakistan that 136 that he played and number 2 was ben stokes ironically enough both went uh, both got out trying to you know be uh, aggressive and trying to play one shot too many uh, in sachin's case so he was so close to the target and our tail was absolutely useless at that time uh, we, we actually did have three number 11s because they couldn't get 17 runs three of them put together they, in fact they could only get five when 17 were required but ben stokes uh, showed the hitting i mean Australia has nine fielders on the boundary, the maximum possible fielders, and he cleared the boundary with that nine times. There was an over when he went from I think eighty four or eighty six to a hundred with three back to back sixes against Cam Green and smashed him for twenty four runs and over. What clean hitting, man! It was some of the best hitting. It was clever. It was ingenious. It was um, not just taking stupid risks. Yes, he got lucky with Steve Smith dropping a catch. those sort of things happen when you have to play in innings like this with number but he almost pulled off the impossible but and how how bad was the english batting lineup that ben stokes still scored up around half or more than half of what england actually managed eventually as far as the spirit of the game is concerned i don't know how to say this but it is a load of rubbish that concept hmm? the only thing that i care about when it comes to the spirit of the game is serious allegations and serious problems people want to talk about a serious problem there is a 300 page report that has been issued now by the independent commission for equity in cricket hmm. holding up a mirror to cricket a report by independent commission for equity in cricket that is the only thing that matters to me 
everything else hmm. is rubbish this 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 fictitious spirit of the game that is all rubbish and let me tell you almost every recommendation that this commission is going to give every board will says ha 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 nothing is going to happen <laughs> nothing is going to change so let's get uh-huh. real the spirit of the game is a stupid concept come up with which everybody comes up with whenever they want to justify or rationalize something they feel has been done to them that is unfair the hmm. spirit of the game is as sasta and useless as any third class material that comes in your country that you don't like yeah that's all absolutely. the spirit of the game is it's a someone, bunch of someone actually someone tweeted to me sachin ki innings ki yaad mat dilao uh, we all start clutching our back just looking at remembering sachin scoring at 136 but yeah you're right you're right spirit of the game is convenient it's a bogey used it's a very colonial bogey kushal you know that the spirit of I, i mean i don't use this word lightly but who sets the spirit of the game the mcc right people forget international cricket council used to be called the imperial cricket council where england and australia actually had a veto back in the, and and this was not like many years ago this was already 30 40 years ago so all the englishmen you know waxing very eloquently about bcci its controlling hold not one of them condemn uh, or or bash their own mcc uh, folks for having a veto in the board that if unless and until that's why they, that's how they managed to hold the first three world cups but the question is the question is that you cannot just use it and abuse it and then not expect to get called out for it and then when you do get called out of it you can't whine about it so uh, if they are saying the same old aussies you know go, uh, pushing the line i can say the same old englishman you know whining still about something that when the second third test match is about to start tomorrow absolutely i don't give a shit about it so now two questions about the ashes are there so just hmm. want to say gb were i don't know what that uh, expletive is uh, before baseball they oh, were oh great britain maybe great britain oh that oh that's probably the flag of great britain uh, that when you share it's the flag isn't showing up i don't know i guess it's uh, it's saying they were shit before baseball they are shit now not just their openers their batsmen are susceptible uh, susceptible to swing they cannot play like a number 4 their bowling attack is bowling attack is i don't know one dimensional yeah. no fast bowlers well they have probably right now i would not agree with in joe root they have the best number 4 in the world let's get real yeah currently yes i mean he is better than steve smith on current form joe root on oh, current no, no, form no, not overall no, no, on no, current no, no, no. form so la, la, I, I, that's okay so the, the other I mean, was I english think, style I think, of, I think he, he's also better than virat kohli in current form let's face it yeah yeah definitely kya virat yaar kya kar raha virat to 3 saal se dus baitha hua so yeah. the other was english style of exotics baseball highest shot balls ever etc is not sustainable in the long run because in a long series i may just decide to tire the hell out of them it will have a shock and awe in the short run your views what are your views adit um can you i just uh, i want to read one part of that question can you show that question again just um, yeah sure see one thing highest shot balls ever agreed it's not sustainable in the long uh, long run but the issue well it will have shock and awe in the short run but in the long run for them to sustain they'll have to develop players like that right now they've taken t20 players and they it's it's basically uh, based on the coach second the real test for baseball is not just ashes it is when the englishmen come to india 
in January 2024 to play a five-test match series in India and see if baseball works. If baseball works on Indian surfaces, then I might think it's not just Englishmen. I think other teams might start taking that approach. But for if you ask me for the for the love of cricket, I hope the team starts scoring more aggressively. I actually don't buy into that logic that you leave everything outside the off stump and then only try to work runs on the back. I don't buy that fact. You cannot expect cricket fans to sit for 30 hours in the first session of a test match and enjoy watching 60 for one. It doesn't happen, boss. Times have changed. The game has changed. So, baseball is good for the game. But it's not good for England if they just do baseball with like, you know, one trick pony. And they will not even, like, there will be five or ten over spells where you will have to calm down. Baseball, I think, may work better on Aussie pitches than swinging English pitches. Oh, for sure, then it's going to work better. I cannot wait for England, this English team to go to Australia. But the problem with Aussie pitches is they bounce. So, if these guys don't know how to play the bouncer, they're going to be caught. They have to learn to avoid the short ball. Like, you don't have to hook six out of six times, right? You can duck too, right? You If they start bowling short, always remember, the fast bowler cannot bowl six over spells of six bouncers. That's what I'm First saying. First of all, yeah. he'll be I, I, called out. Second, he'll get tired. And then when he gets tired after over three, then you can take him on. Exactly. So that that is the patience, you know, being patient in things. And... Uh, is this sustainable after Joe Root and Ben Stokes? We got to see because right now they are the glue that hold the batting order together. And and that is why. And Ben Stokes is a curious character, man. He only averages 36 or 37 in test matches. But if you take the impact innings that he's played, man, that impact would probably be so much more than his batting average. I think he has played five or six impact innings, but this shows the value of Rishabh Pant because I think per capita, he has played way more impact innings than Ben Stokes ever has. And that's why Hamari Halat is not so because Rishabh is not. Rishabh is not. That that actually that that is so so right so right. But uh, overall, very entertaining Ashes. Um, yeah. I still think it might be two two. I wouldn't be surprised. I if predicted England, came... England would win two one, and Australia will get close to winning one, and one will be like a washed out draw. But this is clearly I was proven wrong, so I have to put that on the record too. But now yeah. let's talk my, my about thing, the world. My thing was 3-2 to England and it could happen. It could... I, 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 because the, the first two matches have been so close. I mean, all you need is... If England would have they, lost... They have the to play Mark like Wood. Than, they have to play Mark Wood. Somehow they have so to play they Mark are, Wood. So, yeah. So, and if England wins the next test match... Uh, man. Next test match cannot be a draw for England. It has to be a, a win and then they it'll be fun. Obviously, if it's a draw, then the best they can do is 2-all and the Australia would have re- retained the Ashes. Yeah. So, so yeah. now let's talk about something heartbreaking for me as a West Indies cricket fan. Let's talk about the World Cup qualifiers. I'll give hand it over to you. Okay. Wait, I actually was heartbroken more for Zimbabwe. For West so Indies, final results, results Okay, so uh, the results Sri Lanka has qualified for the World Cup. The second qualification is going to be between Netherlands and Scotland. Uh, they they are going to pay, play the game next uh, tomorrow, and it's basically a, a semi final. And whoever mm-hmm. whoever loses is gone. Um, it's kind of sad. I think four teams deserve to go from here: Scotland, Zimbabwe, West Indies. Uh, sorry, not West Indies. Netherlands and Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka have made excellent cricket, uh, but Netherlands almost got close to beating Sri Lanka. And if they had beaten Sri Lanka, 
um, you know, two runouts. There were two runouts that were not uh, needed. Uh, you, I mean, who knows? Sri Lanka would have been number two right now, and Netherlands would have been at the top. So then Sri Lanka would have been in trouble, and their game would be against the West Indies. Um, but let's look at let's look at so how the World Cup qualifiers were being played. There were two groups, and then there was a Super Six, like how it used to be in World Cups, where three teams qualified and they carried over their points. Um, well, West Indies absolutely got hammered in that. West, there were three teams that came from there, uh, Zimbabwe, Netherlands, and the West Indies. And West Indies lost both to Zimbabwe, comprehensively to Zimbabwe. And this was a virtually full-strength West Indies team. And then they lost to Netherlands, which was the most craziest game ever because West Indies is scoring 374 against Netherlands. And Netherlands not only got the 374, they smashed Jason Holder for 30 runs or 20, how many ever runs it was in the super over. And then West Indies could get like 8 or 9. The problem is, why the hell would 30, you get Jason Holder to bowl the runs? What Jason Holder ball? When Tim David had already shown against Mumbai, when Mumbai was playing Rajasthan and smashed him for 366, that David I did 18 of 6. Huh. But I'm saying that he was a bowler. So, you know, it's the same. It's the same bowler. He was just. The guy clearly cannot, cannot bowl. He cannot no, no, bowl, he bowl at the death. Yeah, yeah, he, he should not be bowl the front. same in the death. And you had so many bowlers that could have done this job. You had people like who had defended in the last over that you could have done. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, um, uh, uh, so, so that bad decisions. But the fact is, you cannot have a tight game when you scored three seventy four against Netherlands. I don't care who you are. Like so, the West Indies bowling attack was a bit of a joke. Um, the batting is just suspect. It hasn't been. And this, I think, was they almost got disqualified uh, of this. Two, well, I shouldn't say disqualified. They almost uh, couldn't qualify for the main stage in 2019. And, you know, it happened. And I think the only reason, Kushal, people like you and I are nostalgic and I have come to the point is because we have seen West Indies and we, you know, we used to be in awe of Kirtley Ambrose, Kirtley Walsh and so forth. So I think we are still nostalgic and we are still sad about them or something. Yeah. To me, the 20, 20 to me, something kids don't know what it's all about. You know, and to me, this is this is this was a this is a sign of things to come with the West Indies cricket because just the West Indies yeah. cricket was just in an absolute shithole. And uh, the, the the reason is too much to do with them themselves. You know, they were doing uh, all the players are in the T20 league. They cannot, they are not able to perform well as a team together. And what do you think is going to happen? So it's it's just they're not gelling well. The only biggest heartbreak this so West Indies I kind of expected. I think they were on uh, upset watch. Zimbabwe was the shocker because this was being played in Zimbabwe and they had played fabulous cricket up to the qualifiers. Even in the qualifiers they played well, but then they lost to Sri Lanka pretty badly by nine wickets, um, and then they lost to um, Netherlands yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, uh, that that that, uh, that that I'm sorry, this lost to Scotland. So. Great for world cricket that we are having newer teams coming in. Um, West mm. Indies, by the way, beat Oman today. So, you know, big whoop <laughs> for, for, for that. But um, the the ICC has to take a call that if you have so many teams that are capable of knock, knocking over full test size, Netherlands almost knocks over Sri Lanka. <coughs> Why not? <coughs> Sorry, have more of them come in the World Cup. So I've been told that from the next World Cup in 2027, there's going to be 14 teams again. 
in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Which and Namibia. Which is fair. And South, out of those 14, South Africa and Zimbabwe have already qualified. Uh, <clears throat> so there's going to be 12 teams playing. So since Zimbabwe is automatically qualified, unless and until Afghanistan plays really bad, one of Sri Lanka or West Indies might be uh, again in the, uh, um, in the uh, uh, so to speak, qualifier again. And, and speaking about Afghanistan, they're absolutely smashing Bangladesh right now. As we are recording this, uh, Bangla- yeah. they've bowled out. They've bowled out Bangladesh for uh, 100 and, or not bowled out. Bangladesh has been 169 for nine, and uh, Afghanistan is 53 for no loss in 14 overs. They're going to comfortably romp home, and you know, barring a collapse. Not only that, <laughs> to me, the biggest message that West Indies and their down see basically they can only play T20 cricket. That's pretty much it now. They have focused yeah. on T20 cricket. They don't prioritize red ball cricket or 50 over cricket. They don't care about it, it seems. And uh, it is what it is. They're not going to qualify. But I like the idea of 14 teams in a World Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. Let these uh, teams come up in the big stage. Uh, uh, if you want to develop the game, you have to get more and more people in the game. More and more nations should be allowed to play the game. So I think it's fine. But yeah, it was really sad as an old uh, West Indies cricket fan to see uh, you know them suffer. Uh, <laughs> It is, it is, um, I mean, yeah, it it is a, uh, it is a sad reality of times uh, that they are suffering. But unfortunately, (coughs) I think they have hit rock bottom. And I just hope that they um, come up. Uh, India is playing them next. This should tell you also. (coughs) Oh, by the way, on that, Ajit Agarkar is appointed chairman of senior men's selection committee. Yes, which is a very good move. But uh, again, you know, this only this only makes sense if he's given the freedom to make the selectors. And maybe we do need a director of cricket. Uh, there's an excellent piece by Sabah Karim on Crickinfo about how, how India needs um, a director of cricket because uh, right now the uh, <clears throat> the selector and all they report to the board secretary which is an honorary position. And typically, usually it's someone, uh, it's an appointed position or a political position or all sorts of things. Rather than that, the director of cricket can report to all the you know appointees, of, uh, so to speak, of associations and have the selectors and team members, team captain all talk to a director of cricket. So you need someone that what Rob Key is for England. But who will have that? The BCCI president is a ceremonial position. You need a director of cricket, basically, that does the operations. I don't care the BCCI president can decide which venue will host which game. That's fine. But how the team works, what the team needs, what squads, how it works, we do need a director of cricket. Yeah, I don't think we have that culture. Let's get real. <coughs> yeah, we don't. I'm so just, I'm, I'm, hope just, Ajita, I'm just stating yeah. the brutal reality. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. so so I but, but coming just to wrap up the qualifiers thing, I think Sri Lanka has gone through. Um, I, I think between Netherlands and Scotland, it's a winner-takes-all, but I think Netherlands probably holds the edge, in my opinion. It's a fantastic team. And whoever wins, they'll play the final on uh, with Sri Lanka, and that will decide the Q1 and the Q2 for the next World Cup. Um, the good news is that 2024, say, the T20 World Cup is going to be 20 teams, and the ICC uh, Cricket 50 over World Cup is going to be 14 teams. And I think that's how it should stay. I don't like this rubbish format that we have of one 
every team plays everything a it's too long uh, this never happens anywhere in the world where you play each and every team in the world cup 49 45 days i mean are you kidding me like do you not expect people to like people to have a life that they'll come for 40 like there are people in the world when the fifa world cup is coming they'll take a month off and go and watch all the games their country's games and the finals and so forth and they'll follow the countries it's not humanly possible for people to go for 45 days 50 days people have jobs and if you want indian fans to travel india has been lucky that we have expats and we have fans across the country across the world to do that but you need to give them a good sort of schedule and i'm not just saying indian fans i'm saying make the world cup exclusive have double headers have have play teams play lesser games if that's the thing but it has to end in 30 to 35 days this one and a half cci doesn't so- care about the world cup I'm it's being... not even bcci it's i think it's the icc i think even before bcci made this bcci only uh, cares thing. about uh, one thing today ipl yeah wo bhi 2.5 mahine kar di hai that that's hmm. also two and a half month if you if you are going to make ipl into a three month thing you can't play every day they There care about the break. t20 world cup i i should correct myself they only care about the t20 format the one day format nobody cares about is what i'm trying to say Yes, yeah, so then you know, get rid of it or have the World Cup in a way where you you have have it so short and sweet that people crave for it. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, I can predict this that in this World Cup, beyond the time people are going to get bored, because when you have such a long World Cup, it's just not possible for pe- people to keep their attention for forty five days. हाँ. For eight hours. India में तो India में तो stadium full हो जाएंगे क्योंकि लोगों को cricket देखने जाने को बहुत मजा आता है. But let's see. फाइन so that alone can give you a chance of finishing the tournament in 32 to 33 days but you know who are we ye matlab who are we talking the icc is not going to change <laughs> nobody changes so someone asks are you and adit planning to watch the india versus west indies i would have but i have a talk kushal ne daga de diya yeah i i would have actually maine daga de diya i have a talk in ottawa so i can't go unfortunately so yeah. i i, I may see- i may uh, If if I do go, I I I'll, I'll do we'll do some live bit or something like a uh, from the stadium like a twenty minute. I'll I'll try to I'll try to talk to some fans and see what they think and stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. But I yeah. I, I will let our folks know in a week or so if I'm planning to go. Okay, so somebody has said, what is worse, Englishmen not being able to play swing or Aussies short ball? Uh, their batsmen cannot duck anymore. Uh, then this is the same person. He said, "Yes, Joe Root is the goat on current form. Can Leggies be successful in England? Have you seen Shane Warne?" Yeah, or Anil Kumble. I think in two thousand two and two thousand seven, he was. Yeah. So I think no. I think Leggies can Leggies can be more successful in England than uh, off spinners because of the. What uh, was that Shane Warne used to say? If you if the ball swings, it's going to uh, spin. 
it's very simple for it's him it's going to spin yeah something like that and also i think um, uh, his question was with mitchell stark you know being uh, bowling and creating rough leg spinners are even more effective because you can bowl outside people think that only off spinners can bowl into the rough please talk to shane i am not saying each leg spinner is shane won but leg spinners into the rough are very dangerous aur maine tujhe bola tha bowl and pitega yeah 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 oh, you are Boland absolutely pita. right now no one is even talking about scott boland anymore scott boland pitega baseball all you have to do and i remember somebody had laughed at me when i had said scott boland pitega कैरी अब तो स्टम्प्स आएगा और तभी मुझे याद नहीं कोई तो था लाइव स्ट्रीम बोलता है या या कैरी आएगा और कैरी आया अब तो स्टम्प्स टू कंट्रोल देम बैटिंग आउट ऑफ द क्रीज एंड हिटिंग स्कॉट बोलेंड गेस व्हाट दे स्टिल हिट हिम स्कॉट बोलेंड कैन ओनली बोल इन सर्टेन वेज वेयर द बैट्समैन आर गोइंग टू प्ले हिम कन्वेंशनली ही इज अ लेंथ बोलर वो एक ही लेंथ पे डालता रहता है एंड द मैन हैज नो शॉट बॉल He has no short ball. He absolutely doesn't. और वो उसकी स्पीड पे डाल भी नहीं सकता ना क्या डालेगा शॉर्ट बॉल वो मतलब how how is he going to ball short ball at the speeds he which मतलब वो he is like dibbly dobbly medium pace yes. he is like Pravin Kumar right Pravin Kumar works when the ball is swinging but Pravin Kumar को कभी bouncers डालते देखा है yeah and see Mitchell Stark went for runs but he picked up wickets because he has because that extra pace he can bowl a short ball pace. a yorker everything. And let's talk about Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins in the second innings when they reduced England from forty-five for four. Man, the yeah. ball was swinging and how. So for Stokes to play and duck it to play the way they did. Ali Pope ka kya wicket liya usne. So, but actually, usme and oh, um, so we no commentators ko gali dete hai na. So let's praise the commentators once. The coverage on Sky Sports, I I don't know. Uh, well, Kushal's in Kushal's on this side of the planet, so he gets the same coverage I do. um i don't know in india if everyone's getting the same sky sports coverage same 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 sky the, sky the commentary team is exceptional so they did an mark taylor or ricky ponting or someone did analysis how when oli pope is batting because his head is not still he fell over when the ball is swinging bishal stark bowls a similar ball to joe root his head stays still he plays properly and they were showing the difference man i miss that there was periods of silence commentators didn't feel like they have to fill every moment with words that make no sense at all Absolutely. um uh, and it was it was just outstanding the the commentary team is been very good dinesh karthik i think hasn't joined yet but he's going to yeah. join the commentary team as well and the fact is they have neutral commentators they got kumar sangakara they got uh, Uh, who else? They have two or three neutral voices. One or two neutral voices coming in as well. So uh, it's not just English and Australia. Uh, Kevin Peterson, I'm on the fence uh, about if he's good or bad. I'm I'm still not. But one thing with Kevin Peterson is he gives it back and he speaks passionately. So that when he lit absolutely lit into the English team, it was good to see a commentator actually giving it back on a broadcast. You know things that Indian cricket fans can only dream about. He's uh, doing the role the of Indian- Jeffrey Boycott. He is. He is absolutely. He is, and he can get away with it. And uh, my point is, I, I things like this Indian commentators can only dream of. हमारे तो सब महान शर्मा जी महान कोली जी महान. No one ever criticizes them. So क्या कर रहे हैं अभी आजकल सब criticize कर रहे हैं. I don't know if you saw that. नहीं, uh, um, I don't. So if if Sunil Gavaskar, Ravi Shastri, I would take seriously because Sunil Gavaskar is can criticize because he's at a point where he's not. He, he doesn't give a damn. So I I love Sunny Boy's candor. He's back to his old self, and if he gives this because you know he's been around for a while and he's like a job jai to jai. I don't care. I'm going to give it back. 
when when he got mad at the star sports commentator for asking how did he get out he's like ask virat kohli why did he play that shot so ravi shastri was interviewed by the week a while ago i saw this interview i i would recommend all of you to go and check it out i think it was published 11 days ago uh he was interviewed it's a 30 minute interview i would recommend everyone to go and watch the whole interview by the week if I, i'll wait i will put the link on the in the live stream and i'll also put it on the screen screen sorry screen bol diya maine kya bol raha so this is the link uh, people can go and watch it uh very good interview very candid ravi shastri shared a lot of things about the future how we should go about it uh, we have uh, do we have a red ball problem do we have a white ball problem what 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 can we do mm. to fix it i think uh, he was amazing he was very very sensible mm. no absolutely i mean ravi can do that commentary ravi can absolutely uh, uh, do give that ravish i mean there was a reason why we all loved the star sports coverage of 2001 2002 2003 it was ravi jeffrey boycott they were all in their top form you know this is just unbelievable uh, uh, that the fall from grace that happens and that time ravi sunny gavaskar harsha bugle were not doing india home games they were only doing india away games and the the home game commentary was you know the bcci commentary feed so unfortunately since 2013 14 they've been co-opted and barring harsha and you know i don't think a lot of them have been able to keep that freelance uh, mindset arsha has been arsha has been quite open and uh, with this criticism as well so i just hope i can hope arsha is just a very civilized way. guy right arsha says things in a very civilized way he's always no, but that's fine but he's he's at least speaking his mind and he's at least giving it back in terms of that um, yeah, i i, I can i'm not saying as a negative thing about harsha i think he's huh. just a fantastic guy the way he speaks the way he presents and articulates himself yeah. i wish so many I, many could learn from him so and i don't watch hindi commentary so our viewers can tell me how good or bad the hindi commentary is but i Look, try I to think watch akash chopra akash chopra ke analysis se har time agree karne ki zarurat nahi magar i think akash is also very good in his criticism of the indian team i think akash's okay. fight with venkatesh prasad was uncalled for i think venkatesh prasad also shares his views very well and let's have this as the last discussion hmm what the hell should we stop the ranji trophy now adit kyunki <laughs> clearly hmm. ranji trophy performance does not count as a yardstick to get into the test team no we should call uh, ranji ipl now ranji kya ho raha why is sarfraz they say sarfraz has an attitude problem maybe he does vinod kamli had an attitude problem the point is vinod kamli was scoring runs on the field that's all should matter kya bakwas hai no no why is sarfraz as, as opposed selected? to uh, no no as opposed to a lot of current players who don't have an attitude problem in our indian team so yeah. uh, that that's very interesting there are, there are a fair few i can name with attitude problems uh the fact is sarfaraz i mean even if he's not selected in the playing 11 he should have been a part of the 16 right there seems to be some some weird sort of situation going on second i don't buy this thing about fitness um is he fit enough to play uh, is he fit enough to last the five days that's your question i agree that you know fitness is an issue england uh, was a great example where they defended 282 runs and stuff like that but then the selectors got to be transparent they have to say publicly so if when ajit i hope ajit agarkar brings that uh, you know transparency comes and says that 
was Sarfraz needs to score this much on the yo-yo test or needs to, you know, uh, get hit certain levels of fitness in terms of endurance, stamina, uh, fielding to to come into the Indian team. You can't just say that he's one of the best players and stuff. They're saying he has an issue with the short ball or something, right? Throw him in the nets. Get him as a net batsman and let him play fast bowlers. The fact is, is are right now the given the struggles of the Indian Test team and we are, if we are preparing for the future, you do need people like Sarfaraz Khan. And I say like Sarfaraz Khan. There are many other people in the Ranji Trophy. And you're right. If, if their Ranji Trophy performances are not going to count for anything, A, either prepare competitive wickets in the Ranji Trophy or B, just don't hold the Ranji Trophy or don't care about it. Because this is quite ridiculous right now. What is happening? Okay. Is Sarfaraz the new Amol Mujumdar? Uh, no, I think Sarfaraz is... Uh, Amol Mujumdar was also at a very different time for Indian cricket. In the late 90s and the early 2000s, it was virtually impossible for anyone to get into the middle order, Indian middle order. I mean, if you just think about it, um, right now, our Indian middle order is a bit of a joke. It's as frail and as in need of support as it, as it gets. Ajinkya Rahane doesn't even get picked for a year, gets picked for this test match and now is the vice captain for the West Indies series. Cheteshwit Pujara gets a... Pata, you asked me that question. Uh, uh, I'm so pissed that Pujara was dropped. I'm so irritated yeah, about that. But, but I, I predicted on this podcast that Pujara is going to be made the scapegoat because unfortunately, he, his dropping doesn't piss enough people off. It pisses people like you and me off. It doesn't... Yeah, only uh, you and not, me and Nikhil Mehra get pissed off at Pujara being dropped. Uh-huh. We are not we are not Pujarians like the Ians on social media of uh, certain players, right? Uh, that come and abuse you if if you drop that play. And that's the sad part. If the Trevor Horns, the Australian cricketer, I think dropped Ian Healy when Ian Healy requested to play one extra Test match in at his Gabba. He said, "No, that's it. You're done. Gilchrist is ready." That is the level, if and that's why Australia was what it was. Australia ka aggression aise nahi aaya because they, Steve was captaincy. He dropped his own brother. Mark Waugh was dropped out of the team, right? Mm. Yeah, Virat Kohli cannot be even be dropped by uh, Rohit Sharma. Right? He, have you ever seen Australians saying that? Arey Mark Waugh to kitne legendary player hai? Unko aise drop kar diya, right? Uh, and things like that. No. If you do, if you're not very good, you get dropped off. James Anderson is rested. No, it only applies to Ravi Chandra and Ashwin. <laughs> yeah, it only because again, it only applies to players who cannot cause enough damage or you can't can't whine about it on Instagram or social media and and so forth. And that's the bit of a joke that's become. So I hope Ajit Agarkar fixes it. And I and the fact is that's why I'm disappointed in Rahul Dravid because I thought he would get rid of this culture. But if Rahul Dravid is not able to play Mr. Grumpy in the dressing room, then it's a bit of a problem. Big problem. Yeah. And on that somber note, we will end today's podcast. So, guys, uh, please go. By the way, India, India wins against West Indies 2-0. I'll just, since we are also supposed to talk about that series, <laughs> India will win 2-0. <laughs> just yeah, FYI. I think we win 2-0. I, I, they should. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, मतलब अगर नहीं अगर नहीं जीतेंगे तो special लंबा podcast करेंगे. So yeah, so uh, it is what it is, guys. So go follow Adit on yeah. social media and subscribe to the Mind uh, YouTube channel. And you know the drill with me. Please support the Charvak podcast. This is a member-driven podcast, guys. So if you can, please become a member on YouTube or Patreon or Fanvo. You can also buy the Charvak podcast merch. 
something like this that you are seeing on the screen uh, go to kushalmehra.com and click the shop button and you can buy the podcast and uh, or you can go on kadak merch and place your orders over kadak merch too you can send your donations to upi also if you can do none of these things the least you can do is subscribe to the channel like this video and leave a comment in the comment section i will see you guys next time with another discussion until then namaste take care see ya bye